0: How do you show up when you invest in social change? What mental models do make a difference? What's the litmus test for igniting a positive impact in the most complex areas and sectors? Welcome to this new episode of Be and Think in the House of Trust. My name is Servan Moisin, and I love listening and thinking in real time with leaders who love to invest in social and environmental change and who activate this every day. My guest today is Dr. Dorothy Nyambi, a champion of women's rights around the world, passionate about gender equality and inclusion. She holds many governance positions in strategic organizations, and I can see our surgical and immense global supervision are providing her with unique insights. So let's see what we can learn from Dr. Nyambi on how to show up to ignite social change. Dorothy, welcome.
1: Thank you, Sarah, thank you for inviting me.
0: So you're based in Canada, in Ottawa,
1: right? Well, I'm in Ottawa today, but I'm, I work out of Waterloo, Ontario, with the Mennonite Economic Development Associates, MEDA.
0: And you are the president and CEO of that organization. Correct. Yes. And your mission is to create business solutions to poverty around the world. That's very correct. And you mobilize funding to support grassroots movements, community impact all around the world?
1: I'll say all around the world, but we have certain geographies for sure that we're focusing on. You know, what's really great for me is, you know, wherever there's a problem and we can find a business solution to bring to people, chances are likely that, you know, way after the intervention, that business wants to continue.
0: So tell me, Dorothy, what does a good day look like at MEDA?
1: Ooh, Okay, a good day. (laughs) No two days are the same. Our backbone of where we intervene is in the agriculture and food ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And to do that, you know, we're looking at how we bring finance, how we bring technical knowledge, business development support, and how do we look so that the, the value of agriculture, especially in emerging economies, really becomes an asset, something that is businesslike. We move from subsistence to thriving to agriculture as a business,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: is not very much, you know, how it is perceived in many parts of the world. And um, again, to do that, you know, a typical day for me at MEDA is what are we doing better? What are we doing differently? How are we doing it? What difference are we making? I think if you do any kind of work and you don't question yourself on a daily basis Mm -hmm. and you think that is business as usual, I believe that, you know, then there's no need to be doing the work, you Mm -hmm. know, because there's always a better way of doing it and a different way of doing it. That's going to be much more effective.
0: Wonderful. So MEDA stands for Mennonite Economic Development Associates. Correct. Mennonites. Our faith-based group, of course, and the whole, I believe, strong beliefs in peace, justice, and non-resistance. Mm-hmm. How do you reconcile this faith-based approach and, and these philosophy with investing? How does that marry?
1: Absolutely. Mida is born out of, you know, the Mennonite faith. You've said it really well, peace, faith, you know, justice. And Mida actually started with an investment in Paraguay 70 years ago, where the Mennonites in North America, instead of sending relief to Mennonites in South America, decided to go to a dairy company. So that was in agriculture and bring in equity, bring in debt, bring in technical assistance. And today, I don't want to tell you where that dairy is, but it is way supplying a huge uh, market share of dairy products in Latin America. But if you think about it, Seren, peace is not just the absence of war or peace is not coming in to do things when there's conflict. Peace is really also about the things you do proactively to create a cohesive and respectful society. And I believe that business and economic development is actually a precursor for peace. You know, when people are doing well economically, prosperity is shared, Mm -hmm. people feel valued. The chances are that they don't want to destroy what they're building. So I actually look at economic development as a precursor, and enabler of peace. Second piece is that, yes, you know, we're a faith-based organization, but our mission is not to plant churches, not to spread religion. It is, you know, they say actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. Bring the faith and the faith of the organization into the how we do the work, how we show up, mm-hmm. how we interact with people. Our organization, the staff are made up of people from all stripes and colors, all faiths and no faiths. So there's no change, no difference there. Um, the people we work with, uh, you know, there's no religious requirement for us to work with you. Mm-hmm. So humanity is one. And so, as I said, it's how we show up. And you know how we present ourselves and let our actions based on the roots we are coming from speak for who we are.
0: Mm, so actions more than words, it's interesting because it gives a different light um, of what investing means uh, for a faith-based organization and or what what uh, they can realize their their philosophy into day-to-day practice, yes. other than churching and congregation.
1: Oh, absolutely. And again, I want to just say, today we're talking about impact investment. Mida started that 70 years ago. (laughs) We're the first in the market. Not just the religion, but all of us who work at mida it comes with a certain level of just humility. It's not about flying your flag and say you've done this. It is let the results of your work actually speak for you as well. Mm-hmm. And so you might not hear MEDA on the front pages, on the social media, but Mida is the oldest and longest organization that has been involved in impact investing. As I say, if you go back to 1953, the Sorona Dairy, That was totally impact investing. And then later on, if you look at some of the early creations of institutions like MicroVest, you know, a platform for financing microfinance institutions in emerging economies, Mida was in part of that. If you look at uh, what Mida did 13 years ago, created an asset management firm, Sorona Asset Management. So Mida has been definitely a leader in looking at different methods and saying granting a loan is not going to change the world. You need to bring other kinds of money to the table Mm -hmm. that will allow people to, you know, evolve, bring change for themselves with dignity.
0: Mm. There's a tranquil force uh, about uh, this story that's the diversity of the resources and a community coming together and, and keep exploring and learning together, I'm hearing. Absolutely. When I look at your own journey, it strikes me that you're a super specialist generalist. <laughs> Let me explain to people why I come to that point here. you um, I, I said earlier, you are on, on the boards of several organizations. You're the chairperson of the International Development Research Center's Board of Governors. You're also a board director at CanFit Canada supporting girls to learn, thrive, and lead change. You also hold a Doctor of Medicine degree from the University of Yaoundé, Cameroon, and you have carried out extensive research in capacity building and advancing gender equality in developing countries. So overall, I sense that you're not here to accept the status quo, especially not about about women and girls' situation in the world or specifically in Africa. You're just, there's something behind all these um learning and and this action that you have that tells me that you are not just content with the status quo right yeah no no
1: definitely not content with the status quo i i think i was born in cameroon I did medicine out of my own passion for mm-hmm. wanting to do that, you know, was blessed and lucky to have parents that I was able to do that, you know, with through with them and through them. You know, I think for me, fundamentally, I, I said I are three M's in my life. The number one is mother. You know, I'm a mother of three. And that's like the really important M in my life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The second important M in my life is medicine. I think that will never leave me. And the third other M that you get as you go along is management. How to manage yourself, manage people, manage things, and so on. So for me, it's usually a combination of sort of all three.
0: Mother, medicine, and And management. management. Excellent. (laughs) So... When you look at all your tenures and your responsibilities, and and the three M's, and what what kind what have been your most important insight? Uh I, I think it's really
1: the ability to to to, to listen. You, you have to listen, mm-hmm. and when you listen, are you hearing? You can I can spend time with you, and we talk, and we say we listen, but did I hear? How did I translate, interpret, and act on the conversation of what happened? Did I give it enough time? Did I did I allow the person who was talking to feel heard and everything? So for me, I think in all the three places, uh listening, whether as a mother, <laughs> you know, as children grow up, you realize you have to listen a lot and actually hear in medicine is the same thing, whether um, it is somebody who is is not well. Are you listening to them? Are you really hearing? Are you hearing what they're trying not to tell you? So it's, very, it's really important to listen, to be on the right track. Same in management. Same when you work with your partners. I think for me, in the work I do today, partnership is key. But partnership is a word that is just thrown around really loosely and used. And abused. I think if somebody is truly a partner, there's mutual respect, there's trust. And it, it not only does it take time, it takes a certain ability to listen, to hear, to be able to act in a manner that translates into real partnership.
0: Mm. Well, that sounds like music to my, my ears because you know, I love that thinking environment where we listen carefully to where the other person, the other group's thoughts are going next. and it's listening more than listening actively is listening really to a company, to hold hands, to partner. And so I love what you, how you describe that.
1: No, very correct. No, I say very correct. And really understanding the context. Each context is different. Uh You know, I know you're talking about social finance, but, you know, how social finance works in Canada, in one part of Canada is different from another part, depending Mm -hmm. on the population groups you are dealing with, Mm -hmm. is very different. And so... I should listen carefully, understand the population groups in Latin America, Central America, Sub-Saharan Africa, very different from Maghreb Africa, different from the Middle East, different from Southeast Asia. So every context is different and so important that we show up in a manner that indicates that we are truly listening. Mm. And I'll just throw in here, that listening also, just how you show up and what power you bring to the conversation.
0: <laughs> mm. it, it just brings me to the research. And I think that Kempford did uh, um, that research um, that showed that women, as we talked about women earlier, um, yeah. women feel that, they might not really feel listened to in general when they feel their intentions, people investing in them, but no actualization. Isn't that an example of a group that keeps on not being really listened to?
1: Yeah, no, I think it's certainly a a group that is not listened to. But I I want to sort of not, not challenge that to say it is so important. You know, Comfort is a wonderful organization. The best part of it is how... The, the young girls who went through the program today, you know, the KAMA members are stepping in. They've understood what they got and how what it means to pay forward uh-huh. and they're doing it on their own. Right. Mm-hmm. So when it talks, when it talks about listening, it's so important that, you know, people who look like you feel like you talk like you. They're showing up in front of you to help you navigate your situation. Mm-hmm. I think um, so much work has happened over the years in development, international development, that time has come where that, that knowledge that is on the ground needs to come with value, come to the table, bring its own power and agency to the conversation. And which is what an organization like CAMFED is, I think, a leader in. When it comes to girls, girls' education, girls' ability to to develop their own agency, then it is facilitated the tools that are needed for them to get to be the best they can as adults and whatever they want to be.
0: Right. So it sounds like they didn't just bring the girls at the table, but they've changed the table so that everybody found the right space there to express themselves and to explore
1: Yes. No, it's really important to be at the table. Absolutely change the table. It is their own table. Let me put it that way. And other people have to now come to that table to meet them, mm-hmm. you know, and everything. So it is, you know, the, the respect, the humility. So if I have my table, this, then you, you need to show up, you know, based on my conditions and how I want people on that table to be, you know, what are the ideas that have been discussed on that table?
0: I love yeah I love that because it's a piece of furniture we talk a lot but we rarely change sometimes
1: <laughs> there's a lot of talk there's very little change it is so difficult for people to change and I think it has to do with I always say you know when people have learned or have mental models mindset shifts very difficult mm. um if it was diff- it was easy to shift mindsets your yeah, medical doctor, who is a pneumologist, would not be smoking a cigarette. But there are many pneumologists who do smoke cigarettes. And you know, I have nothing against it, But I think if you have knowledge, knowledge alone is not enough to change behavior. <laughs> and so there is all of that that yeah. you
0: know, Absolutely, yeah. there's will, there's will, and there's encouragement to be sourced deep within. So Dorothy, exactly, <laughs> Dorothy, I have a challenge for you. Suppose you were to design an accelerator for Future impact finance professional, no pressure. Um, what would you include in the program that we that is rarely included any kind of learning um, program there? Hmm. I don't know whether what I'm bringing in is
1: new, but I'll say the most important thing when you want to work with people is to do the the power analysis in the relationships and the actions and reactions that are going to take place. Mm -hmm. So I know different people talk about power, but for me, it is about always remembering, being self-aware that if you're coming in as a financial professional, you have some knowledge. You might even have access to money and you're dealing with somebody who might not have access to money, right? You might have some humongous checklist in your head. So how do you show up? Mm-hmm. in a manner that you can absolutely get the other party to the table in an honest and equitable manner. And for me, that is being self-aware, self-conscious of the power that we all carry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in order to allow the person who might need the phone, whether it's a portfolio company, or whether it's another fund manager or so, or an, a different kind of an intermediary, How do they feel like they actually do have power and voice? So you can honestly be able to do the work that needs to be done. Very often in social financing, what happens is the money comes with its rules. So money dictates. And so people organize themselves to feed the money. Mm -hmm. So how do you learn to come with your money and organize it to fit what people want and what needs to be done.
0: Mm, yes, that echoes um, the words that Joy Anderson at Criterion Institute were sharing with us recently. As All well, right. Also on that yes. podcast. Mm-hmm.
1: I totally agree. I believe in the work that Joy does. I think it is really not shaking the boundaries but if you cannot Mm. you know fix those edges at that level then it will just be business as usual and nothing is changing
0: absolutely so thank you so much for being in the house of trust with us today uh dorothy and and i love how you brought these elements uh, of um equity equality humility Mm -hmm. and actions the more than words an exploration, a constant... For the work student to be done, we need to pay attention to how we listen and how we show up. I will just quickly say, Didi
1: Okonkwo-Nweli, she did a big presentation for the mid-year Annual Conference this week, and she left us with something about partnerships and how you show up. Is leave your logos and your egos outside the door. And I just want to tell you it's not my quote, it's indeed this you leave your egos and your logos outside, and then you show up, then you can have a real equitable conversation.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much, Dorothy. Dorothy Niambe from MEDA. I really, really look forward to welcoming you all back again to the House of Trust soon. If you don't want to miss it, subscribe to the show anywhere you can find your podcast. Look up to be and think in the House of Trust. For more insights and opportunities to think independently for yourself uh, as yourself and explore how to show up to ignite social impact, head to my website at selvanmoisan.co.uk and sign up for my regular conscious innovation updates. It's for people like you who love to invest resources, time, and maybe funds in positive change. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Bye-bye for now.